The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. Time is short. Things are going to get real bad real soon. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand, on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. Well, I don't know even where to start with this show. There's so many things to talk about, so I guess I'm just going to start talking because the world is such a mess. And folks, we need to prepare. I know I've been talking about preparation for months, a couple of years now. And I know that others have been doing the same thing. Canadian Prepper, he talks about prepping, of course. And then you have dozens of others that are similar to what he does. And then you have people like Hal Turner, Bob Bierman, and so many people that are telling us, point blank, things are going to get rough. And sometimes I hate being a student of history because I can see similarities to World War I and World War II. And I don't know if I'm having things revealed to me or whether I'm just figuring things out or whether I'm just wrong. I guess that's a possibility. I think everyone on the planet is just a miserable sinner. 
I don't care what color you are or where you're from. And I also think that we were all made in the image of God. No matter who you are, what you are, where you come from, what color you are, it doesn't make any difference. We're made in the image of God. But it seems to me that they've been trying to get rid of all the Europeans. And I've been kind of thinking that for a while, but I've kind of been putting that thought back, you know, in the recesses of my mind. Until I heard an interview on CNN with President Zelensky, the puppet of Ukraine. And he was asked about losing a generation of Ukrainian men. And also he was asked about the people who have moved out of Ukraine because they're so scared of war and so forth. And so they've emigrated out. And so they asked him about losing his population. And he said, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but he said something to the tune of, well, it doesn't really matter because we're going to use immigrants to rebuild our country. And we're going to have immigrants from all over the world. We're going to become a model of Europe for a multicultural society. In other words, he's going to replace all the white Ukrainians with different races from all over the world. And it seems like that's the plan everywhere. And it's really sad to see. I hate racism of every type. Racism has no place on this planet. None whatsoever. Some of the best people in the world are black. Some of the worst people in the world are black. Some of the best people in the world are white. Some of the worst people in the world are white. Or brown, or yellow, or red, or whatever you want to call them. People are just people. And in the spirit of Martin Luther King, with his dream of judging people by their character and not the color of their skin, that's one thing I can agree with Dr. King about. But it seems like that World War I had certain genocide aspects to it. World War II definitely did. And now it seems that World War III is going to happen basically in the same place that World War I and World War II happened. And every European country ceased to be truly powerful after World War II. World War I weakened all of them, but World War II literally destroyed Europe and took away a generation of young men that could have kept those countries vibrant. But it seems now that they're going to take another generation of young men away. And then when you look at what's happening at the southern border of the United States, and you look at the mass migrants that are moving to Germany and France and England and just all over Europe, and they're actually destroying the European culture. And then I heard a story about a man who was really truly needy. He needed food stamps bad. He hadn't eaten in about a week. And he was very proud. So he didn't want food stamps, but finally he broke down. He was just too hungry. And he went to see if he could get some emergency assistance. And the person helping him said, oh, yes, we'll get you fixed up right away. And then as he sat in the office filling out the papers, this office worker checked a little bit further and told him, I'm sorry, we can take your application but it'll take a few weeks before it processes. And then she proceeded to tell him that the emergency authorization of giving him some relief was reserved for the illegals coming across the southern border. 
so he didn't count. And that was right here in the United States. And the reason I gave you that information, things that are going to go out of hand and get really rough for the whole world are going to get more out of hand and more rough for you. That's just an opinion. I have no data to back that up other than just a gut hunch. And as I was trying to figure out what to theme my show with this week, that just kept coming back over and over and over. There truly is no help. I look at the videos of Philadelphia on Kensington Street, and I see people of all races stupefied to the point where they don't even know if they're human or not. And most of them have been so drugged out for so long that their mind no longer functions as a normal human mind. It's very sad to see. I love my country, and I love the people of my country. But the people of my country are being killed systematically by drugs, and by bad policing, and by bad laws, and by fake vaccines that actually are kill shots, lies from the media, lies from the government. Some days when I get out of bed, honestly, I just want to stay in bed, because it seems to me that every day there's just another little, shall we say, nail in the coffin that's hammered in by something, whether it be another country or our own country's stupid leaders or something happens. And I know I'm on a rant here, and I'll get off my rant here in a minute, but the people who are not prepared or not preparing if you haven't started by now, then I think that things are going to get so rough for you that you're not going to make it. And I know that I've been coming on this show for a long time, saying basically the sky is falling. And I know that a lot of people could say, that's just old Jim on a rant. He's always just preaching that gloom and doom. And I truly don't want to be someone that's just a doom and gloom type of a person. I truly do not want that. But I also want to be considered a realist. And I think it's very real what's going on. And I think it's very real that all the similarities between World War I, World War II, and right now are frightening. The political posturing, the people who are lining up to choose sides, the asinine things that governments are doing to try to disassociate from other countries, like Poland renaming Kaliningrad. It's not even a Polish state, but Poland is renaming it. What does that tell you? Well, it tells you that Poland thinks they're going to get it back. I really do think that NATO is fighting Russia. I don't think it's even a proxy war anymore. And unlike the old wars where they had the Senate and the Congress would all get together and they would declare war, that's not going to happen this time. So if you're waiting for a declaration of war, you're going to get caught flat-footed. Russia has stated emphatically that they're at war with the Western countries and has named the United States and also the United Kingdom by name. And I know that Finland and Poland and Germany and France are high up on the list 
Of course, I need to throw Brussels in there because I do believe that Brussels is going to cease to exist very soon. And if you live in a big city, I think that you really need to get out and get out now. I know people are fleeing the New York metro area in record numbers. And I'm glad to see that because we don't want to lose anybody. We don't want to lose anybody because of the stupid politics and all the game playing that's happening all over the world. None of this has to happen. Not one bit of it. But the more I research, the more I know that this is a very well thought out plan. But the thing that has not gone right for them is that they did not think that Russia, specifically President Putin, would tolerate the things like he has and has restrained himself from doing anything rash. Like the day that the drone attack happened on the Kremlin, at the very same time that was going on, the United States Embassy in Ukraine was preparing their compound for a missile attack by Russia. Then they say, well, we had nothing to do with that. Well, if you had nothing to do with it, why were you preparing for retaliation? They knew all about it. And the sad fact is, is that Russia has very good intelligence, and Russia knows everything. And what we suspect, Russia actually knows. And I think that we're down to crunch time. I think we're down to weeks, if not days, before things just escalate out of hand. And when they do, things are going to go so fast that you're not going to even understand what's hitting us. Now, a perfect example of history is back before mass communication. It might take a couple of weeks before the results of a battle got back to the head command in whatever capital city. Back in ancient times, you used to have runners that would run with messages as far as bringing intelligence to the leader of a certain country. And that's how the Olympic Games were born. And I know there's many stories of runners back in ancient times that go to tell their king good news or bad news, but they might run for 30 miles and not stop sometimes even more. But now we live in an age of real-time communication. And it doesn't matter if you're in Washington, D.C., and the news is coming from Siberia. It's instant. And so when this thing kicks off, and I do believe it's going to very soon, things are going to happen so fast that there is going to be no room for you to do anything except survive. And so that's why I started the show as I did, because the deck is stacked against you. And also I've been listening to several Christian programs on shortwave radio. And while most of them are good, there are a few of them that are slipping in some, shall we say, woke into their message. And I know it's the plan of the powers that be, the Satanists, to infiltrate the church and corrupt the church. And I personally know many people that will never, ever set foot in the church again. And I don't blame them. 
because a lot of our churches are apostate. A lot of our churches don't care anything about preaching the word. All they want to do is be a social club, or worse yet, they want to preach a different gospel. And there's still that prosperity message out there, that name it and claim it bunch. And I really feel sorry for anyone that gets into that. And I've heard several radio programs that are telling people that they shouldn't worry about anything because God was going to protect them. God is going to protect those he's going to protect, but how do you know if you're going to be one of them? But we can do something about it. We can strengthen our walk with the Lord, and we can build our faith. And it seems that the last probably two weeks, even the most, shall we say, secular people on the radio that I listen to are getting a message loud and strong that they better get right with God. And that is where our real hope lies. And so while you're prepping, don't forget the most important prepping you can do, and that's to strengthen your relationship with God. That is absolutely the best thing you can do. Whether you only have one can of beans on your shelf and you plan on living on faith, if that's your plan, so be it. But still, build your walk with God and build your faith. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I invite all of my listeners to go to my social media site, which is on VeteranBrigades.com. It's the only social media site that I trust, and you do not have to be a veteran to join. So go to VeteranBrigades.com, sign up, and look me up over there, and on that platform, I'm the Living Off-Grid Show, and I plan on doing lots of interactive things over there with you, my audience. So please go visit me at VeteranBrigades.com. I think there's fast coming a time when all of our shows, whether it be network or the independents like me, are going to be very hard to listen to. That's because I think the grid is going to go down very soon, and I think that mass communication is going to become extremely difficult. And so what I want you to do is I want you to write down my address. And I know that if things get really bad, the Postal Service might not function either. But then again, it might. And it might take several weeks for a letter to get through. I don't know how bad this is going to get, but I do have a feeling it's going to get very bad, and it's going to be right here in North America. We're not going to be sending bombs and bombing villages of third world countries while we sit comfortably and watch television and play with our kids. That's not going to happen this time. The action is going to happen worldwide, including North America. That's why I say get out of the cities, because I think they're targets. But if you'll take down my address and just slip it in some place where you won't lose it, I plan on 
continuing doing my show even when the power goes down. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to record all of my shows. And then anyone who contacts me by mail, I will give them by mail one of my shows on cassette or CD. My listenership might go down to less than a 100 people. That's okay. I'm here to help. And anything that I can try to do to help you get through this, I want to stay right here. Kind of a watchman on the wall. I'm not going anywhere. They might take away my ability to broadcast on radio and also podcast, but they're not going to take away the ability for me to reach those who really want to hear what I have to say. And so just write down Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. And keep that kind of handy. And if things totally fall apart, and you think that this program has some value of helping you survive, then please contact me. I have my studio already set up, and I happen to have some very old equipment. I have some cassette duplicators where I can run off dozens of cassettes very fast. And I can also do CDs real fast as well. I know a lot of people don't have a CD player, and most of you don't have a cassette player. But that is one thing I want to kind of get into in this show as I try to morph it into survival is that I think you need to have several types of technologies that are older than the digital age. If you have an older relative or a pawn shop that kind of has a dead zone of things that they really can't sell because it's so obsolete, find yourself a very good cassette player. And also get some blank cassettes. And I know that those who lived through the cassette era, we did just fine with them. They weren't as handy or as fast as what we have today, but they still work great. And they're almost indestructible. And so if nothing else, you can record your own voice on cassette, storing information that you want to keep. And speaking of old technology, it's time to dig out your old CB radio or buy one if you don't have one. I think it would be a good idea to have a base station antenna at your house, as well as a mobile unit. If you don't want to buy two different CB radios, you can take the CB radio out of your car as well as your battery and hook your CB radio direct to the battery inside an outbuilding such as a garage or a shed or on your porch, and you can plug into your base antenna and get a lot more range. I've seen several really good Faraday cages that were built out of metal trash cans. And I think that that was a great idea to put a smaller trash can inside of a larger trash can. Just make sure they're all metal with a metal lid. And put some insulation in between the two trash cans. That's the fastest way to get a large Faraday cage. And also I think it's very economical. I want to help each and every one of my listeners get through what I think is coming. And since this is only a weekly show, I always have in the back of my mind, is this going to be my last show before everything hits the fan to where I'm not going to be able to be on the air because all the electronics are going to be fried? 
And while I've thought that could be a possibility for quite some time, I really haven't had that big of a feeling like I do now. My feelings about this is that I think that the grounds for war has already been legally established by Russia. And so the ball is in Vladimir Putin's court of just when Russia responds and how they respond. Because I've been listening to the Russian diplomats, and they're very emphatic that they are at war with NATO, especially the United States. And so I would tell each and every one of my listeners to really watch the activity going on at the embassies. If Russia starts expelling United States diplomats and closes the embassy and vice versa, or if that happens in England or Germany, any of the larger countries, then I think we're down to just hours before the unthinkable happens. And those that think that this is all a big game or that Russia's bluffing, I'm going to tell you right now that you're wrong. It's not a game. And Russia's not bluffing. What Russia does within the next six months is going to determine whether Russia survives as a country. Russia knows that, but the mass media in the West, they don't tell the truth on anything. A little side note, I watched some highlights, if you want to call them that, from the town hall that Donald Trump had on CNN. And I think Trump did a great job. But that interviewer, what a nasty person. And I was really glad when President Trump called her out and said, Boy, you're not a very nice person. I was very glad he did that because she was extremely nasty. But if you want to work for the globalists and want to be a propagandist and do nothing but spread lies, I guess you have to be a nasty person. But getting back on track, I really do feel that Russia has already expressed all of the evidence that they have that the United States is doing a lot of things like blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline and also the attack on the Kremlin. The Russians have definite proof of the United States' involvement with that. And Russia has put out probably a dozen red lines and told NATO and the United States not to cross those lines. And every line has been crossed. And it's so obvious to the world what's going on that even NATO member Turkey, their media, is reporting to their people that the United States did indeed plan that drone attack on the Kremlin. And they're a member of NATO. And they're also reporting to their people that the United States was behind the Nord Stream pipeline blowing up. And I do believe both things are being reported in China as well. And so I think that the Western countries are writing checks that they can't cash. And I said this about six months ago, that just like Muhammad Ali used the famous rope-a-dope technique against George Foreman and let George Foreman pound away for a while until he was wore out, and then after Big George got winded, then Muhammad Ali took him out. He just covered up well enough that he never was hurt by George Foreman. And he just let George Foreman do what he wanted to do for a while. 
and I think that's what's happening here. I think we're seeing a rope dope I think the Western countries are trying to destroy Russia. And instead of Russia fighting back like they're supposed to, according to the plan of the West, I think they're very frustrated that Russia hasn't really done anything to them yet. I think that's why they keep upping the game. I think they want to force Russia to do something that's very drastic. And I really do believe Russia is going to do something drastic. But it's going to be when Russia wants to do it, when we're least suspecting it. And so right now there's lots of people that are reporting that Russia is a paper tiger. Like on their Victory Day celebration, they only had one tank in that celebration. All over the media there was a Polish event that had Polish tanks, and there were hundreds of Polish tanks. And so people are saying, see, Poland is much stronger than Russia because they can put all these tanks in a parade. Well, the mere fact that Russia did not put the tanks in the parade means that they have nothing to flex their muscles over. They don't have to fake anybody out. They actually have the tanks where they need to be and not in a parade. And on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk about more world events and I'm going to get more into off-grid living and survival. But I kind of wanted to lay the groundwork that there's no cavalry coming, guys. It's up to you. You have to protect your family. And I don't know how much longer any of us are going to be able to broadcast. I'm not trying to be dramatic here. I don't want to scare anyone. I just think it's time that I had a heart-to-heart talk with the people who are my audience and tell them that things are really looking bad. And it spiraled out of control, and there's nobody all over the world, there's nobody trying to avoid this war. Nobody. And that's really sad. And on the other side of the break, I'll pick up where I left off. You're listening to the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show with Jim Calhoun. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail, check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. Welcome back to the second half of the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. This is your host, Jim Calhoun. And I've kind of got a doom and gloom type of a show just because I've been doing a lot of research that is very troubling. When you have people online doing video casts like the Canadian Prepper and others, they all seem to be having the same message. And it's the same message I'm getting too. Is now is the hour. We're almost there in the time period where we're going to experience our own type of a Pearl Harbor event. 
But while the attack on Pearl Harbor was extremely devastating and deadly, I'm not downplaying it at all. But mankind has regressed, you might say, because of their progress in mankind being able to annihilate other men. We've grown so dramatically with technology as far as using it to kill that when Russia does strike, they're going to strike with a kill shot. It's not going to be like a rattlesnake rattling their tail because that's what they're doing right now. A rattlesnake will give you a nice warning and coil up and rattle that tail. And that snake is telling you, I'm uncomfortable. Get away from me. I'm going to strike. I'm going to strike you. I'm going to get you. And people that ignore that, ignore that rattle of the rattlesnake at their own peril. And right now you have both China and Russia. And if they were rattlesnakes, I would imagine you could hear them for over a mile. Because they're rattling so hard. But yet we have people, ah, oh, they won't do anything. Yeah, they're gutless. Oh, they're a paper tiger. They don't have a proven army. Ukraine has already beat Russia. Russia's out of ammunition. All of that's propaganda. All of that's wrong. Why do you think that the Wagner Group has been doing the majority of the fighting in Ukraine? It's because Russia's army's not any good. Russia is not using their army on Ukraine because they're saving them to use them on the United States and all the rest of the Western countries. Russia has kept intact their entire army. Sure, they've lost some people fighting Ukraine. They've used a lot of old, obsolete equipment, and they've used a lot of mercenaries. And while the United States wanted to drain the resources of Russia and make them weak, and then have the United States attack and finish them off, just the opposite. The Russians are about three or four steps ahead of the Americans as far as intelligence goes. And so they knew that was the plan of the United States. And Russia can win a war of attrition because Russia's not heavily in debt like we are. And Russia has done something that I have to applaud. It's the mere fact that when the West started putting sanctions on years ago, Russia saw the handwriting on the wall and decided to become self-sufficient as a country. And so they developed a lot of businesses and a lot of infrastructure that's uniquely Russian. And while the Russian economy has gone down a bit, it has not shrunk like the rest of the economies of the world. And when Russia does pull through this, which they are going to, they're going to be very strong because everything's going to be internalized. Their jobs are going to be at home. Their focus is going to be on their own people. And the reason I commend Russia for that is that every country needs to be this way. Every country needs to be self-sufficient as much as they possibly can be. And the United States is definitely dependent on China and several other countries. A lot of the smaller countries, the ones that some people think are third world countries and second rate countries, most of them are starting to side with Russia. And so the United States, even if the United States wins this, they're going to lose. They're going to lose the world. And that's what this is about, is preserving the United States' dominance over the world. And a lot of the people that, frankly, did not like the bully of the United States with their foot on their neck, they didn't like that.
And so they're very happy to see someone standing up to the United States, and push comes to shove, these people are going to side with Russia. And when they do, we're going to be surprised at some of the countries that are going to actively work against the United States. South Africa and Saudi Arabia are two countries that have already broke away from the United States. And Argentina is now in the process of joining BRICS. And Mexico is interested in joining with the BRICS nations. And so it's like people see a sinking ship and they're heading for the lifeboats. And it looks like the lifeboats belong to BRICS right now. And that's another reason for this war. They have to stop BRICS. And I see the United States has issued a warning to South Africa today because they're claiming that South Africa is selling weapons to Russia. Well, the last I know, uh, South Africa was a sovereign country. And if they have arms to sell, they should be able to sell them to whoever they want to sell them to. But you see, the United States said no. Well, United States does not govern any country in Africa. They think they do, but they don't. And so that's one of my examples, is that I think these countries are just sick of being dictated to. And while I may come across as being anti-government, I guess, I guess in lots of ways I am, I don't have any problem at all with governments that are true and just and don't lie to us. I have no trouble at all with government. But I have huge troubles with government that is governing by fear and by sanctions and by not telling the truth to anybody, breaking treaties, spying on your friends. We have spies all over the world spying on everybody. And the government has a copy of every email you've ever sent. And those kind of things just don't set well with me. And I just can't agree with that. And so, yes, I am anti-corrupt government, very much so. But true servant of the people government, I have no problem with whatsoever. But getting back to my survival, that's one of the reasons I'm telling you this, is that I'm trying to really hammer the point that some people just don't understand. That you are all alone in this fight, and that's a fight for survival. Now, you might have some friends or family members that can help you for a while, but they're going to be busy helping themselves. Because when this thing goes down, as Gerald Salente says, it's going to go down hard. And I think he's right. When this thing goes down, it's going to go down very hard, very fast, very wicked, very final. And you don't want to be one of those that are just standing there dumbstruck, not knowing what to do. That can't be you. You're going to have to be able to seamlessly go from one event to another, whether those events are just minutes apart. Mentally, you're going to have to keep yourself together. And as President Trump said in that interview with CNN, that we have a lot of trouble with mental illness in this country right now. And he's right. We do. And you may be strong, and you might not snap, but what about your neighbor? What about your neighbors that know that you have some food stored up, and they're the ones that have been laughing at you and calling you a kook? Now all of a sudden they're hungry, and guess who has the food? You. And guess who knows it? Your whole neighborhood. So we're going to have a lot of personal things we're going to have to deal with 
within our own little communities and our own families. And so I think that if you have food stored back, get your food well hidden. And as I've said several times before, I'm going to repeat it here. Don't just have one great big store of food. I would have one small store of food that you could afford to give away. And that way, if you're threatened with your life, you'll have something to lead them to and say, here's my stash, you can have it all. And hopefully they'll just take it and go away. And then after they're gone, you can simply go back to your real stash and grab some food if you need it. But one thing you need to start doing right now is keep it to yourself what you have. Nobody needs to know how much money you have. Nobody needs to know how much property you have. Nobody needs to know what you're driving. Nobody needs to know how much prep you have as far as food and equipment. Nobody needs to know that. And so I think that I said this about a month ago. I'm going to restate it again. You need to live on a wartime footing. You need to practice that right now. And also, I think that you should really get serious about practicing being off-grid. And I've been telling people to use baby steps and use one day a week to go off-grid and live that whole day off-grid. And then when you do get knocked off-grid, you'll at least kind of have an inkling of what you need to do. But I think maybe you need to live your life for three days in a row off-grid, once a week. You might say, wow, that's going to be really tough. Well, yes, that's my point. If you can't go through three days of being off-grid, with you having that power to simply turn your power back on with your switch, if you can't handle that, if that panics you in the back of your mind, then think about being truly knocked off-grid. Maybe you should go for two weeks in a row with no power at all. Just shut your power down for two weeks. Well, your power bill is going to be way less, I'll tell you that. And you're going to learn a lot. But I'm going to tell you that if you tell your family that you're turning the power off for two weeks, you're going to have a mass revolt on your hands right in your family. Well, if they're going to panic over two weeks, what are they going to do over two months or maybe two years? Because when Russia does strike, or China, or both, they're not going to play around. They're not going to hurt us a little bit. They're going to try to destroy us. If you want to use an analogy, think of a lady that's terrified of a spider, and she has a great big thick phone book, and that spider's in the middle of the floor. She's going to run up to that spider and take that thick phone book and go wham, and that spider is going to be splattered in a million pieces. Well, that's kind of the way I see things happening when Russia does hit. We're going to be the spider. And there's nothing that we can do about it as far as preventing that happening. The only thing we have control over is our actions after that does happen. And so I really think you need to get your head on straight. You need to have family meetings. And I know that kids can be really hard to get on board. And I have a lot of listeners, mostly men who have told me that their families think they're nuts, and it's really caused problems in their family. I've had more than my share of those emails, and I'm really saddened by them. But it also shows that there are certain elements that are very effective against the family. They've been trying to break up the family unit for years. Just look what they did to the black family. The black population in the United States used to have the strongest family units of any ethnic group the strongest. 
Now look at the situation. And in my opinion, that was done on purpose by government policies and so forth. And so there's been a lot of people up to no good for a long time. I know there's several people I know that I've been telling them to store as much food as they can, and I think they understand it, but I don't think they understand quite the gravity of things, is that if the food gets shut off, it might get shut off for a year. Or, worse yet, it might be like Europe was throughout World War II. And remember, World War II in Europe really got going in 1939 through 1945. And that was six years of rationing and six years of not getting any food that you really wanted. And then if you were not victorious like Germany, if you were a loser, well, you went through several more years of just absolute misery. But one of the things that caused World War II was that the fact that Germany was punished so hard by the French and also the English, but mostly the arrogance of the French, that Germany was paying so much in war reparations for World War I that people were starving. No one could afford anything in Germany. Inflation was just horrible. It was like something we've never seen. And so Germany went through about 15 to 20 years of want and lack. And the people that have three months worth of food say, I'm all set. Well, I'm sorry, three months are not going to get you any more than just three months. And also, you might have to be working physically really hard during these three months to shore up your home or to get some defenses going or who knows what. You might even be forced to walk everywhere you go. I don't know how bad this is going to get, but you have to consider that you're going to need a lot of extra calories if you're going to be doing a lot of physical work as far as walking or riding a bike or something you might be forced to do. And all you have to do is go back to that toilet paper shortage that they had first to COVID. It seemed like everyone went out and rushed the stores and all the toilet paper was gone. People were hauling it out by the truckload. And I personally saw shoppers that were pulling three and four great big, like 32 rolls in each big bag. And they'd be pulling as many as they could. And they'd have a couple of family members pulling a few more bags. I think they were planning on reselling it. I think they thought it was a way they could make some money. But all the toilet paper disappeared really quick. And that was over this pandemic that wasn't universally accepted as being real. Well, I tell you what, a nuclear explosion taking out our major cities like Washington and New York City and Dallas and San Francisco and Los Angeles and Chicago if we have something like that happen in one day, you're going to see every store ransacked within 24 hours. Then what are you going to do? I know I'm painting a very bleak picture here, but I'm not going to spread sunshine when I don't see it. The only sunshine that we truly have is the Son of God, and that's the best sunshine we can possibly have. That's why I say you have to be spiritually ready for this. But when it comes to your carnal self, your physical being on this planet, it's going to be survival of the fittest. And you're not going to be able to rely on anyone. And I think people are going to be turning on each other like animals. Matter of fact, worse than animals. I think you need to have your home protection 
all worked out. I think the family needs to know, as long as the kids are old enough, needs to know the gravity of the situation and how vital it is for each family to pull together and work as a team. And I've been hearing from several people that they have a husband or wife that cannot handle what's going on. And that's getting to be very common. People are starting to be on overload. And I feel like this show is adding to that. I feel like I'm just piling it on like everyone else is. But i got to just be honest with you. I don't see this lasting very much longer, this relative peace that we have. I think that when it's shattered, it's going to be shattered like very fine crystal being thrown against a brick wall. It's going to shatter. Boom. And then it's too late to prepare. Then it's just catch as catch can. And I can't stress enough to please don't think that you're going to live one lifestyle one day and be forced into another one the next day and you just perking right along unless you practice being off-grid. If you're going to cook outdoors, practice cooking outdoors. If you're going to be storing food without refrigeration, practice storing food without refrigeration. I've been stressing for a couple of years, get books, physical books, in your library, how-to books, books that tell you how to survive, how to can food, how to make jerky, how to forage. You really need to get your head around this and become an expert at it. Now, I'm so busy at the ranch, I'm not doing the things that I need to do. And I've got several things that desperately need to be done before I think that this thing goes kinetic. And I'm trying to work it into my schedule so I can actually practice what I preach and really shore up some of my defenses because I've got some very weak spots. And me being by myself, it's really hard for one person to watch over everything. And that's one reason I don't have the time is that I've got well over 60 animals out here I'm caring for every day, twice a day. And that takes a lot of time. I'm their caretaker, I'm their veterinarian, I'm their, I'm their slave, actually. And sometimes I think the animals live better than I do. But it doesn't give me a lot of time to do the extra things that I need. I think the housing market is going to get real bad, real ugly, real soon. And so if you have a house to sell, you better sell it now or plan on holding it until all this is over with. And hopefully there is going to be an afterwards. And hopefully the world won't be just a burned-out cinder at that time. But it seems like the common people are being squeezed really hard right now. And a lot of options that we have had in the past are starting to go away right now. If you get anything out of the show today, these two things I think are vital. Number one, get right with God. I think that is your number one priority. And number two, really look over your situation and look for weak spots and make those weak spots stronger. I think that you only have a matter of weeks for this to happen. I hope and pray that I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong, but it seems that nothing is smoothing out. It's getting worse instead of better. And that belligerent old creepy fool we have in the White House, that man is a narcissist, and he's, I think he's insane. 
and I think that he could easily play the part of Nero, burning down Rome just so he could fiddle and write a song about it. I think that Joe Biden is a criminal, and I think what he's doing is criminal. And I think he's endangering your life and my life and the lives of our families, the lifeblood of our country. And he has willing accomplices from both parties in government that seem to know what they're doing, and they're doing the wrong thing. But I think these people are a product of the New World Order. I think they're swamp creatures. I think they're doing their job, and that's to bring down the United States of America. I don't think that any enemy could have done any better of destroying this country than our politicians have done over the last several years. And so finalize your prepping, and if you are already done prepping, go back through your lists, really look at what you have, and ask yourself, how long is this going to last me? Or, how can I hide this better? Or, how can I be more efficient with how I'm handling my prepping and all the things that I'm doing to prep? How can I get my efficiency up? Now, there are some that are doing all of this on their own. Their family's not helping them in any way. And they're trying to protect their family from all of the evil that they're protecting against. And I commend that. I think that's a very good idea. When you have family members that are young or are not very strong as far as able to handle bad news, it's best to stay strong and steady and just let your family know that you're going to be there for them. And if that's all that they can handle, well, that's all you need to give them. But come through for your family. Actually deliver. I truly think that we're alive right now during these hard times for a reason. I think God put us here for a reason. I don't think we're here just to be spectators. I think God put us here so we could be men and women of action. And so I think that we need to really redouble our efforts in prepping, getting everything ready to go mentally, physically, spiritually. And I think we've hit that time period where it's time to really start practicing. Several hours, several days, a week or two, whatever you can handle of being off-grid, of living more primitive than you live right now. And one little question I want to leave you with before I run out of time is what are you going to do when your freezer is not working because the power is gone? What are you going to do with everything in your freezer? I know several people that have a lot of freezers, and that's how they planned on prepping, was lots of freezers. I hope that works. I hope that the power grid does not go down. If you have one freezer or a dozen freezers, you need to answer that question. What am I going to do if the power goes off? And if your answer is, well, you're going to wait for the power to come back on. Wrong answer. I will tell you this. If you plan correctly, you shouldn't lose any food at all. You should be able to save everything, even if the power does not come back on. But you're going to have to be prepared. You're going to have to have a dehydrator or a freeze dryer and canning supplies and plenty of vinegar and plenty of salt and a lot of knowledge. The knowledge of how to preserve food without refrigeration. And you might say, well, gosh, you can't do that. 
mankind has only had refrigeration on demand for about a hundred years. So mankind has thousands of years of experience of not having a freezer. You have to revisit what your grandmother did and your great-grandmother did and everyone in history before that did to preserve food. I think as far as in this big scheme of things, the big picture, that's where we're at. And I guess what I'm trying to tell you in a nutshell is, I'm going to use some boxing terminology. When you roll with a punch, that means when the punch is heading for your face, you start going backwards away from that punch. Even if the punch hits you, you're rolling with the punch, and that takes a lot of the power out of the punch. And so you're going to have to start to learn how to roll with the punches, because we are going to get punched. Definitely, we're going to get punched. Learn how to roll with them. Well, I hope that someone got something from this show today. I didn't want it to be so doom and gloom, but I really wanted to put out a warning here that time is running very short, so you better really take advantage of what time we have left, because once this hits, the world will never be the same again. You've only got several weeks, maybe a month or two at most, in my opinion, of living a halfway normal life before everything you know is turned upside down. And I truly want you to take my warning seriously here. And I wish you nothing but the best. And if you do get something from my program, I would ask that you consider donating to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. Donations are down because the economy is not good. And so your donation would be extremely appreciated at this time. And I take checks, money orders, and cash. And you would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. And you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. And any donation of any size is extremely appreciated. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please get prepared. Please do that for you and your family. Stay strong. Stay brave. Stay extremely vigilant. Keep your eyes wide open. And also, never ever forget, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.